Guru Nation, welcome to episode 479 of Random Musings from the Clinical Trials Guru. In this episode, we Monica joins me as a co-host, and we interview our CRC Academy graduate who already got a job at a large um, hospital system in New York, uh, New York City. Uh, her name's Rebecca. Links to her LinkedIn is in the show notes. Uh, this interview's obviously a testimonial for the CRC Academy, but we really try to go deep into the topic of how Rebecca interviewed, how she discovered clinical research. By the way, she discovered it through TikTok. So make sure you follow me on TikTok too. My name is Dan Sfera on there. I want a thousand subscribers on there before I could start live streaming. They won't allow me to otherwise. We're trying to reach the new generation, the Gen Z generation. Um, I'm a millennial. I'm already uh, old in the workforce now, considered old. So shout out to all you millennials. We're now officially old. Um, but Rebecca's story is very inspiring. And there's a lot of nuggets here for anyone looking to get started. And also for anyone um, just interested in clinical research. So check it out. Check out links in the show notes. We have links to the CRC Academy, to the CRA Academy, to my Patreon channel. It's only five bucks a month. We have a monthly mastermind. We have weekly videos on how to use new tools like Clubhouse, like TikTok for creating more opportunities for yourself. By the way, follow me on Clubhouse if you have an iPhone. It's Dan Sfera on there as well. A lot of B2B stuff happening. And speaking of B2B, text me 949-415-6256 if you need more studies for your site or you're just interested in starting a site maybe, reach out to me. Hopefully you enjoyed this episode with Rebecca. Catch you later. All right, guys. How's it going? Guru Nation, welcome. Welcome Facebook. Welcome LinkedIn. Welcome YouTube. It's just you three groups today. Instagram, when I got a guest and I'm live, I can't do it because then you can't see. And I'm not going to hold my phone like this the whole time. And then TikTok... By the way, TikTok is a great uh, way to start this uh, because Rebecca suggested – I've had a TikTok for like a year, but I stopped using it after a while. Things got busy, pandemic. I didn't feel like dancing. Rebecca told me, you know what? You need a TikTok because I found out about research not through your TikTok, through someone else's. And that hurt my feelings because uh, – I want her to find about research through me. <laughs> so then I started doing TikToks again. And uh, that's another topic. But try to please, guys, make sure you like, subscribe, hit the bell button. Follow me on TikTok. I'm trying to get to 1,000. I only have like 100. And I need 1,000 so I can live stream there too. We need to educate the youngsters. The If I'm millennial, what are you, Rebecca? You're Gen Z? What is the new one? The, the yeah, star Gen children? Yeah, Gen Z. Uh, Gen Z. I guess, yeah, I'm probably just about the start of, of Gen Z. Uh, You're the Gen Z or the star child. The next one's the star children. Uh, so that's who knows what they'll be using. They'll be using VR or something. And I'll be on there as well. We got Rebecca, as you can read <laughs> from the title. She's a CRC Academy. Here's the logo behind me, half of the logo. All right. The CRC Academy graduate who got hired at a large hospital system. And all because of the CRC Academy and her, Rebecca's efforts, 
as well as Monica's efforts. I had nothing, almost nothing to do with it. I need to be more involved with CRC Academy, Monica. I think it's, uh, we need, uh, like, uh, I don't know. We need to do something uh, different because I'm involved with CRA Academy, but I need to be more involved with CRC Academy. So anyways, guys, like, subscribe, comment, put your questions down here. We're going to feature the good ones on the show. I want to know where you're watching from and uh, what's going on. And so, Monica, you want to introduce Rebecca? Yeah, so this is Rebecca Goetz. She is, uh, uh, she uh, was in our, uh, I think, November class last year. October class last year. And I knew since the beginning that she was going to be really good. I knew it. Why? Why? <laughs> Let's start with that because, because uh, how do you know? Because she's a go. Because she's a go getter. She was. I think you know since you start you, with the students, you know who's gonna be great, and she's one of those students. What gave you that? <laughs> what? What? Uh, what? Uh, gave it away that she was a go getter? Because. Uh, Pretty much since the beginning, she was asking me questions about the profession. She was asking me how to improve her CV. And she started even before she finished the class looking for jobs. So, and, and not, not all of the students mm. that, uh, do that. And then on top of that, she That's was important. recently graduating from university. So she didn't even leave a, a, a break to, to continue educating herself to improve uh, her possibilities to get a really good career. Wow. Uh, she graduated uh, just before before she started school, uh, the CIC Academy. Wow. And, why why and, would you do that, Rebecca? Why most people listening or watching right now would say, well, Rebecca's crazy. She's still in school and she's paying for a CRC Academy. Well, what's going on? Yeah, so I, I graduated in May. And I knew I got my degree in biology and that I loved science and I, I loved, I did a lot of bench work in school. Uh, and I just, I didn't know where to go from there with that. And I, I was a little lost for a couple months in the summer. And when I saw that TikTok and I found, you know, clinical research, I just, it's something hit me and I said, okay, I have to go for it. You know, right now everything is paused and clearly this isn't paused. This is still going. And I can, if I can somehow further my education while this pandemic's going on while we're stuck inside you know why not so yeah I, I decided to go for it wow okay so and so really like you were you graduated in may uh from from which school where, where did you uh, binghamton university it's uh one of the state university of new york schools okay so you graduated in may and then in the summer you're just on tiktok you know seeing what's going on and then you just how did you see clinical research did you know anything about it before tiktok not quite. So it's it's interesting, I guess, like a lot of uh, stories do at this point. It starts in March when I was, you know, in my second semester of my senior year and a lot of my friends were starting to apply for jobs. My friends who were in business school already got like consulting jobs with companies months ago, things like that. And I started to panic a little because I'd started pre-med and I very quickly learned that I loved bench work. I loved research in general. I loved getting to, to ask questions and find the answers. And I knew I wanted to stay somewhere in science. And I just was kind of at a point where I, I wanted a job and I, I didn't quite know what that was. Um, and I was interviewing for a position with a like biological sales company selling biologics to universities and labs. Um, and they actually offered me the position. They really liked me. Um, but it was a question I was asked in my interview. And they said, you know, if you were 
offered something that had to do with, you know, research in, in a couple months, would, would you have taken that instead? And so I decided to turn down that offer, which was in January. And of course, in February, March, I was kicking myself for doing so. Um, and part of it, too, was I worked in apartment leasing sales. So it was kind of like an RA job, but it was off campus. I worked in an off campus apartment. I was uh, doing sales. And I realized from that that I really enjoyed working with people. So that's kind of why I was interviewing for sales roles, things like that. And then the pandemic happened, things paused. And I said, OK, I'll give myself to the summer. Who says I have to have a job right now? A lot of people don't have jobs right now. I'll wait until June, July, start searching. Um, and then when I picked up my job search again, I still was kind of thinking, OK, maybe sales. There's pharmaceutical sales reps. Um, for a while, I dived really deep into uh, medical device sales because it, it, that has a clinical aspect. So I was like, okay, maybe I could do this. Maybe I'll, I'll watch this guy's YouTube videos. Um, I'll look for this or that. And then I saw a TikTok that was about, you know, if you were pre-med or you had a bio biology degree and you thought about, uh, you didn't want to be a doctor, you didn't want to pursue a PhD, what can you do? Um, and it described, you know, work for a CRO, work in clinical research. And, you know, something hit me. I decided right away that this is something I'm interested in looking into further. Uh, medical device sales didn't really seem to fit my personality. I, I wanted to be part of the science, be part of the research. And so I, as any, I guess, Gen Z uh, person does at this point, is I went to YouTube. I went to, to Instagram. I went to TikTok. I tried to search, you know, what's out there, uh, a day in the life of a clinical research coordinator, things like that, see uh, what opportunities there were. Uh, and then also at that point, I, I knew how important it was to network. So a few people were, were getting jobs. I reached out to, you know, I was in a sorority in school. I reached out to sorority sisters. I reached out to, to family friends, to people on LinkedIn. Uh, and I started conducting informational interviews. So this was kind of before I found your class. Um, I had started applying to CRC positions because I saw that a lot of them, you only needed zero to one year of research experience. And especially I'm so close to the city. There are so many opportunities in Manhattan. So I started applying, I started reaching out to my network and anyone from a university who had graduated uh, and was working in something in clinical research, I'd reach out on LinkedIn or on, if I could find their email and I'd say, hi, could you talk to me for five or 10 minutes, do an informational interview? I would just, I'd love to hear how you got started. Uh, and that was really helpful because I got to hear exactly what it was like for people to be CRCs in different hospitals. And it just uh, really helped me know that's exactly what I, I wanted to do. It's exactly what I was looking for. So with that confidence, I, I continued to apply and I just I wasn't hearing back. I had two interviews, um, which I thought had gone OK. I was kind of confused when I, I hadn't heard back. Oh, so after. you did get interviews. I did actually get a couple interviews before starting your course, just based on uh, internal references or just, uh, you know, applying to the hospitals were hiring because at that point, too, they were starting to allow the COVID-19 vaccine trials yep. uh, during the summer. So this was end of July, early August. Uh, so at that point, I kind of had seen that there were CRC or like uh, different like courses online. And I was like, why? Why would I take one of those if, you know, I am getting a couple interviews if. Uh, things do seem to be going well. You know, nothing here says that I need to have taken a course before. And I, you know, didn't hear back from the most recent interview I had done. And I was like, <laughs> you know, I, I've been watching a lot of this guy's YouTube videos. He seems to know what he's he's doing. His course. Wait, which seems guy to, are you talking about me? To you, to you. I watch oh, a lot of your okay. YouTube videos. I thought you were talking about the TikTok person. 
No, uh, the TikTok person did like a couple videos, but beyond oh, that, okay, okay. there's not. So when I found clinical research and I went to YouTube, the first thing I found was you. I found ah, I remember very specifically your Make video. Make sure you guys like, subscribe, yeah, and comment right now. Uh, the difference between a CRC and a CRA. I watched that video, oh, okay. and I also remember how heartbroken I was before my like last interview. Before I was kind of like, "This is it. I think I need a course or something." I stayed up very late watching your five-hour "All You Need to Know About Clinical yeah. Research" course. I was taking notes. I was trying to look at their studies, think of questions I could ask in this interview. I was trying really hard and I, I just, I wasn't getting those opportunities. So finally I said, you know what? Dan seems to know what he's doing. I, I kept seeing your interviews, your YouTube videos. I said, let me give it a chance. Um, and I scheduled a call with Monica and I, I was like, okay, what, what is this program? What can you guys offer me that I, I can't find right now? And I remember, too, I asked Monica, what what makes you different than any of these other companies on Google online advertising uh -oh, that they'll Monica, get me a job tough question. in clinical research? Uh, and I remember her saying that, <laughs> that you guys give back, that you try to provide as much information possible to everyone, that you really are trying to further the industry to spread information. And, and that's something that really resonated with me. It was something that... I really find important in research is to, to share information when it's found and uh, something that I had found that you guys had already helped me with by by having all the resources and YouTube videos. And it it made me feel like I was making the right choice. So I said, OK, uh, also because at first I was interested in your CRA Academy, but it had just passed in August. I had emailed you and you said, oh, I'll hook you up with Monica. She runs the CRC Academy. And I said, you know what, I've been starting with I've been applying to CRC positions anyways. I'll, I'll do the CRC Academy, and it was the next one to start. Um, and I haven't really looked back since. It's been a wonderful experience. Wow. And we're going to get into more of the story. But thank you guys for put, putting your comments. Luis asks from LinkedIn. By the way, if you're on LinkedIn, like, push all the buttons you can on the video because we need to uh, trick the algorithm. We have to make the algorithm go crazy and show this to more people. Rebecca, do you have a LinkedIn? Yes. Okay, good. Very important for you youngsters. It's not all about TikTok. <laughs> you know, for boomers like me, uh, it, I have to be reminded to be on TikTok. But, the, you know, vice versa, the, the new generation needs to be reminded to be on LinkedIn. Uh, okay, one of you, Luis asks, one of you heard about GCSRT Harvard School Program. Uh, so I have it in front of me, Global Clinical Scholars Research Training. Um, I think this, because he, Luis has a follow-up question. He has already been a CRC for six years. So, Luis, I do not think this is going to help you whatsoever. Um, these academic places, especially a place like Harvard, I don't want to get in trouble with what I'm going to say, but I don't think you need to spend money for this. If you feel like taking a certification, just go and get Certified Clinical Research Coordinator. Go get CCRC. That has much more value in the industry than some random thing by Harvard, just because it's Harvard. Look, nobody cares. You're not going to fool anybody that you actually went to Harvard by taking this course. Um, so uh, that's my opinion. Do as you'd like, but I think CCRC with uh, ACRP is better, uh, and you definitely qualify for that. And Danielle, shout out to Danielle Coe from Black Women in Clinical Research. She says, that's how Hi, you Danielle. do it. <laughs> That's how you do it. So, okay, so what was the – so you got into the course relatively quickly. 
and you watch some of the videos and you're like, okay, I think I could start out as a CRC. And then what's your alt, what's what's your end goal? You want to be a CRA or what do you want to do? You want to own your own site? Because you seem like you have some, you said sales several times. You, you know, you have some kind of uh, something there with maybe business owner. What are you thinking? I don't know for sure. I know I do want to become a, a certified clinical research coordinator. I hopefully where I'm, I'm working right now, I do, well, hopefully we'll be working with soon. Um, they, they have a, a nice process of being able to move you up into through different positions. So I'd like to see if I, you know, enjoy working at a large hospital system. I I'm kind of at a, a point where I've learned not to really say no to any opportunities. Um, uh, you never know what's going to happen. And I, I'm only 22. So I feel like there's, there's a lot on the, the horizon for me. So maybe one day being a, a site owner. Um, but for now, I just I want to be the best CRC I can be, uh, maybe get an MPH, uh, possibly, but I'll, I'll have to see uh, beyond that. Okay, so MPH, we had have. another guy I interviewed earlier uh, last week, earlier this week, and he's kind of similar, similar story, uh, but he didn't do our CRC Academy. What were you going to say, Monica? Uh, what was the, the what was is the best thing that you can say about the CRC Academy? <laughs> Definitely the the mentorship that you guys provide. Uh, having the opportunity to ask you know you guys questions who have years of experience, uh, having that sounding board to to ask you know exactly like Dan just asked answered a question you know to what should I do next? Where should I look? What should I, I learn? Um, I'll always have in my head Monica saying patient safety first. Um, that came up every single lecture. Um, but <laughs> I was able to learn, I felt like a very large scale. I felt like I learned every single step in a, in a research study that made me feel very confident going on interviews that made me feel uh, like I, I really didn't know this before, uh, but when I was interviewing previously or, or before taking the course. Um, but overall, it was definitely all the opportunities you guys provided even outside of class, whether it was to, to call you and ask a question, to email, um, the the bonus class, getting to, to work with Ashley. Uh, that was great. So that was definitely uh, Ashley my Margo, favorite thing. Shout out to Ashley Margo, Latinos in Clinical yes. Research, st <laughs> yes. representing Strong. I did. Uh, I, I, I did my CV I respect with her. you. I respect you so much, Monica, because you go straight for the let's talk about CRC Academy. I love that. We got to keep <laughs> promoting CRC Academy. It's it's so important. We're just starting this thing. It's only a year old, right? So, um, you know, we're going to keep growing that. And I think, uh, Rebecca, you said you did a few interviews before our course. How many did you do after the course? So uh, there was like kind of a weird lull where I was still applying to positions uh, throughout the course, but I wasn't getting any interviews. Um, and I was, I was definitely a bit confused, but I also didn't have the fact that I was taking this course on my resume. Um, and that all changed when you guys did the bonus class with Ashley. Uh, and, you know, at first I was kind of, it sounds weird, but I was a little bit upset when I was seeing Ashley describe how to do your CV and resume because my university had a very specific uh, like college career resource center where they taught you exactly how to do your resume, to do this, to do that. 
And I'd been job searching for months at that point. And I felt like I, I knew a lot about how you should have things on your resume. I felt like I, I had worked really hard on that. And Ashley was telling me things that were sometimes the exact opposite of what I had heard needed to be on a CV or resume. Um, and I said, you know what? Uh, the CRC Academy hasn't steered me wrong at any point so far. I've, I've been learning a lot. Let me reach out to Ashley. Uh, let me have her help me because clearly something on my resume, something is not coming across correctly because I feel like I've, I've been putting the work in and that I may not have the experience yet, but I have the drive and motivation and I would I would like to have more interviews and I'd like to have that opportunity. So I worked with Ashley and she was really excited because she recommends doing it exactly halfway through the course. And that's about where I was at that point. Um, so halfway through the course, I got my CV all uh, made up by by Ashley, she helped me with my LinkedIn. It was a great couple phone calls with her and I felt confident. And within applying uh, for roles with my new resume, it literally took three days before I was on a screening call for the first time in about wow. three months. You um, guys love Ashley Margo. Shout out to Latinos in Clinical Research, oh, Ashley yeah. Margo. Everybody <laughs> speaks so highly of her. We need to have her on a live stream. Uh, okay, so then you got immediate interviews. Uh, and I know Monica's like, Monica's strength is she's first of all she's a great teacher, but she's also um, focuses on this generalist. So being a generalist and teaching a coordinator basically how to do everything uh, at the site. Like theoretically, you can run an entire site on your own. Where you're gonna go, Rebecca? You don't need to do that, but uh, some people do, and that's been uh, helpful. Did that help you in your interviews at all? Yes, uh, for sure. I felt like I was very well-rounded when I was able to, to speak in my interviews. Specifically, it was like my second round when I was able to speak with some CRCs uh, from the hospital that I will hopefully be joining. And they mentioned how one of the CRCs mentioned that she wished she knew more about regulatory when she had started, that she really, it's handled a bit separately, that she had no idea what some of these forms were, um, that she had wished that she had that experience previously, and that she thought it would be very valuable that that I was going and knowing it. Um, and at times, because I had been very focused on larger academic institutions and hospitals in the New York City area, um, that when Monica was teaching, I was kind of like, oh, I, I don't know if I'll really need this. I don't know if, if this is something that they do. A lot of it was situated to smaller sites. But because of that, because I was to learn every single step from the point of view of a small site and budgeting and, and how to, to, ha to get a study, the whole process, um, it, it just made me that much more confident. And it, it was so helpful. She goes so detailed that I, I, it was really valuable information. And it definitely showed in my interviews and uh, what I was able to talk about. So. Yes, yeah, shortly. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, and and the fact that, uh, as you guys can see, she's a go getter. <laughs> After listening yes, I to can her see whole this. story, um, and and she's determined, and I have no doubt that you're going to be extremely successful. And and the and 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 another benefit is that she's a Latino background, so. Uh, you're bringing diversity to the workforce. <laughs> oh, that's true. This that's is what absolutely we're, uh, true. Doing with the Latinos in clinical research. It's really, um, yeah, it's really a um, something that sponsors in the industry, CROs, you know, big employers. They are focusing a lot on diversity as they should be. So that's, um, you know, and all you guys that are just getting started in research, 
it's never been a better time uh, to get into research because the market is in your favor right now. You have uh, a, an extreme shortage of workers because all the resources are being strained by COVID. So there's so many COVID studies now, a lot of the resources are being shifted towards COVID studies and we still have all the other studies going on. And I don't know which, did they tell you what studies you're gonna be doing when you start working, Rebecca? No, I don't know exactly uh, what department I'll be placed in, uh, but I, it, some of them might be COVID related. I know the hospital has like a separate COVID-19 trials uh, study unit. So I'll see for sure. I know, but I think to my understanding, they'll probably be non-COVID related since a lot of the COVID related trials are, are taken on by that department now. Oh, okay. But yeah, COVID is huge. When I was doing interviews, um, you know, throughout this time period, I had one end of August where I was asked if I'd be interested in COVID vaccine trials. And I said, yes. And um, a few of the the trials I'd applied for, I was applying to be like a trial specific CRC. So I was only going to be around for the length of the trial, which I was okay with because I, I needed experience, et cetera. And, and the recruiter was very upfront about that. Um, so there was a lot of, at a lot of hospitals I found in the city that they were recruiting specifically CRCs for just COVID vaccine studies or, or COVID trials. Um, a lot of people want an inside perspective into as far as the questions that you got during the interview. Um, can you kind of give us, because you've been through how many, like about six now, six interviews, more or less, probably. five? <laughs> yeah, probably you, about five or, or six. Um, are there any common themes or uh, were they all different? I found they were all different. Some of them were like I did have a few at specific hospital systems um, that that the questions were similar, but it really depended. Like I, I interviewed for specifically a gastroenterology uh, CRC position, um, and they asked me about you know the trials that they were doing, like kind of the background I had on on their their specific research. So I do recommend, I guess, if you are looking at a specific department to to see what what they're known for, what their PIs have published. Uh, things like that, because I, I was asked about that. Um, I mean, a common theme I find is always they want to see how you can handle multitasking, how you uh, approach a busy day, having multiple tasks to do, things like that. Um, something I've gotten, because even before I was interviewing for, for CRC positions and clinical research positions, they always want to know how you resolve conflict with coworkers, uh, things like that. Like those, so they I always ask this. They always, I would say, yes, actually in March, right when COVID started, I had a, a six hour long interview process for, um, it was like a market research consulting firm. It was totally out of the blue. I met someone at the job fair at my university and I was like, sure, you know, this sounds, this sounds interesting. I had never thought about it before. Um, and, you know, I've learned a lot from each interview, but I will say there's a lot about just the behavioral questions they ask. So you can try to focus on specifically clinical research things. Um, but I find, especially, I guess, with entry-level roles, they, they, they want to ask behavioral questions. You know, how, how do you work with others? How do you handle large tasks? Um, you know, how you respond to, to certain situations. So I, I think you always should prepare for those. You should always have a story in mind. I think that works best, helps a them story. remember you. Have a story. Yeah, that's, that's something important. I've learned a lot. I was just from... going to ask you, how do you answer this without sounding cliche? Like, oh, yeah. we always communicate. 
So yeah. when it comes to even like strength and weakness, uh, well, from what I've learned, I feel like I've watched so many various HR professionals and, and other people, whether from TikTok or YouTube, uh, answer TikTok's interview great. questions. It is. And a lot of it is, you know, if you can give them a specific example, if you have a story in mind, and I've, I've found that, you know, not only answering that way, it helps, but it also helps you remember. It helps you not panic a little when you're trying to think of a specific instance when you maybe uh, didn't see eye to eye with someone or had a lot of uh, tasks to handle. Um, having that story right away in mind, you know, these are questions that you're going to be asked in an interview, you know, that they might ask, you know, where your, your strengths are, where your weaknesses lie, how you communicate with people, things like that. So going in and, and knowing those stories already and, and having those in mind uh, definitely helped. Any particular specifics about the clinical uh, clinical research coordinator job? Uh, they would ask things like what I had learned in the academy, because um, that was on my resume. So they asked, you know, what is this academy? What exactly did they teach you? And I was able to describe that, you know, I had learned a, a lot, <laughs> which at times is overwhelming because we did go through so much in the academy. It was like, how do I summarize this? Uh, but I was able to describe, you know, and of, of course, GCP, all the regulatory and source documents and things that we had learned about. Um, I remember specifically, I was kind of rambling a little bit in an interview and she said, I just need to hear when it comes to source documents, I need to hear one thing. And it was, uh, it was you had just given the lecture on it. She was like, I just need to hear an acronym. Do you know what the acronym is that I'm talking about? And I was like, Alcoa C. She got, mm-hmm. That's exactly is, what I wanted to this? hear. The person this, I know? This in a, no, this isn't a, no, this isn't a COVID-19 uh, trial uh, okay. interview I had that they wanted. And it was so funny because it was, I think, a, a Friday. And I had just had the class with Monica that night where she went over Alcoa C. <laughs> um, so it was it was perfect timing. I emailed Monica right that, <laughs> that day saying, you'll never believe what I got asked in an interview today. She said, <laughs> I just want to hear one thing from you. Uh, what is the acronym? And, see, and I knew it right away. See, guys, our students that we're um, training come out on the other end like so good. People test them. You know, they're like, oh, we don't believe you this good. It can't. It's not possible, you know, that, that you're this good. And lo and behold, Rebecca proved them wrong. And now all those places that turn you down wish they had you. You know, Hopefully. All the, I know there's a rap line in there somewhere, but um, all those places, you know, they they're going to regret because they need they need like the industry really needs uh, more people. And it's really hard to find even entry level. You can tell when someone has potential like this. Is why I was asking you, Monica, why did you think, you know, she had what it takes and you you, you give the right answers. But um, potential, even potential by itself is tough to um uh, to come across like genuine potential and then you 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 enhance that with a practical knowledge i mean this is not harvard we're not going to teach you theory you know we're going to teach you reality and when you go in the workforce yeah harvard looks prestigious if you have a like a certificate from harvard okay it looks prestigious but everybody knows outside of harvard and probably even inside harvard that this does no good this is what is this? What, what, how is this going to help answer these queries that we have that these monitors keep bugging us about? How is this going to help get us more patients in the studies? Your certificate from Harvard may look good to hang on the wall, maybe look better than ours to hang on the wall, but I don't know. Monica make it look nice too. Uh, so it's practical, guys. You got to balance your potential, okay, your ambitions with 
practical stuff and how to help the employer. You're not going to interviews to make yourself look good. You're going to do that anyways. You're, at least you're going to hope you're going to do that anyways. You're going to the interview with the mentality of how can I help this employer? I need to figure out what why they need to hire me and then i need to tell them why i'm the best person and they shouldn't even they should just stop all future interviews because i'm it like this is it and that's the kind of confidence you need and rebecca seems to have that kind of confidence um much of it in uh, instilled by the great mpc monica paula quitiva <laughs> i always tell the students that they are going to remember me by while they start their, their jobs or their careers, because uh, they're going to say, oh, I remember I saw that in class. So they are going to go back to that recorded, <laughs> the, that uh, class recording to watch the class again and refresh that information because they are going to use every single thing they saw in class. Yeah, you really would. And you here's a secret, like you learned what you need to run a site like to even start your own site because monica even teaches how to get study opportunities and how to network and things like that going forward rebecca are you planning to be more active on linkedin have you been networking already on linkedin or what's the next steps for you now that you're going to get into this next stage of your career um what's next for you yeah, I definitely want to continue on LinkedIn. I don't post on LinkedIn often, but I, I do, you know, interact with content on LinkedIn. Um, I probably check LinkedIn like two or three times a day. It's kind of in my normal social media scroll. You know, you go Facebook, mm. Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn. Um, I got a new so, one for you. You got an iPhone? Yes. Uh, Clubhouse. Clubhouse. I got an invite for you, okay? It's uh, <laughs> okay. by invite only. You get, And I'm telling you, Clubhouse is the future of B2B in this industry, at least for the near future. We don't know long term. Maybe Facebook will buy this thing and it will just integrate it into Facebook chat. We don't know. But right now, there are pharma in there, CROs in there, talking about like really high-level stuff. But they love, I repeat, love, love, love to get the perspective of coordinators or people from site levels. Like each time I go in there, people ask like, hey, w w uh, we have someone from a site. Can you talk, you know, help us? Uh, because these are all like Harvard mentality people, right? They don't understand like what it means when a patient wants to leave uh, because he's waiting too long in the waiting room. You know, they can't comprehend this stuff. This is like their high level stuff. So Clubhouse, I highly recommend uh, Rebecca. I'm going to send you um, uh, an invite. And then Monica's on there, too. We can start our own room and start having people from YouTube, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter jump on and maybe even some TikTok folks. So I recommend Clubhouse. I need to start using it more, too. And mm -hmm. we got uh, Isabel saying hi. Where are you from, Isabel? Let us know if you got hi, questions. Uh, any more questions, TikTok. Monica, for Rebecca? Anything else you guys want to <laughs> Anything else you guys want to say? Monica or Rebecca, as we wait a little bit for some questions, and then we'll we'll wrap up. Um, I, want, I, I want to say congratulations. Yes. And, and I'm like I said, I'm very proud of you. I knew you were going to get it and 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 make it the best. Uh, I mean, the best experience ever. And and obviously, uh, I wish you all the best. And um, and I guess that's it. <laughs> 
Thank you. Yeah, I definitely, if I have anything to say, it's thank you to both, you know, Monica and, and Dan. Uh, I've, I've learned so much the last few months that I, I had no idea about and just all the support. I think the biggest thing is I just, I followed every step. I followed the advice that you guys gave, you know, you guys said, take the course. I took the course. You guys said, talk with Ashley. I, I spoke with Ashley. You said, you know, take a course, error course. I took a course, error course, get the certification. I look to get said certification. And, you know, I just, I followed the advice you guys were giving and, I, and I'm so thankful for where it's led me. Uh, and I, I'm also thankful because I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who, who need this advice and, and you guys will be continuing to help them. So I'm really thankful. If people want to reach you, where do they go? Do they go to your LinkedIn? Do we send them to your TikTok? Where do we send them? Uh, definitely LinkedIn is probably the best. Um, I'm on I'm on Instagram, but that's not research related at all. Um, but yeah, LinkedIn for sure. I'm, I'm on LinkedIn a lot and I, I'd love to chat. So definitely send me now, a request. Now we're going to have this going to be recorded. So if you're listening on the podcast too, links to Rebecca's LinkedIn are in the show notes. And I know all you guys are going to want to go network. And now she's going to be on Clubhouse. So you're all going to be thirsty for those invites <laughs> if you have iPhone. Okay. It's not available on Android yet as of February 5th, 2021. But uh, thank you guys so much for doing this. Uh, and thank you, everybody, for watching and for listening. And uh, we'll catch you all later.